Welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. In this episode, you're in for a bit of a treat as Danette and Graham are in conversation with each other as they go on a nature walk. Danette's talked about them a lot in previous podcasts, but now you get to see what goes on on a nature walk and how you can do one yourself. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Magical Learning's podcast. Morning, we have some sparrows joining us in, joining us. So Graham is joining me today because Jeremy suggested that we go on a nature walk because we spoke about that in last week's podcast. So what I thought we would do before we did that, but first is to acknowledge that we are coming to you from the Wiradjuri people's land. And we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land, the Wiradjuri people, and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. So today you're going to hear nature in its finest. We had a big storm last night and it's nearly summer for us here. And this morning we've woken up to a huge fog. So we're going to be walking through, but you will hear the birds singing as we go. So Graham, I'm curious, when you go walking in nature, what are some of the things that you do, you think about? Oh, wow, we've just seen one of our hairs. <laughs> That's pretty cool. looks like a rock with ears <laughs> when it's sitting still, but they move very quickly. So, so what are some of the things that... You think about, that you do when you go on a nature walk? Because last week we were talking about your thoughts and how nature can really help you, you know, get your head around them and, and calm down. So one of the things that I have learned to do is to disconnect from technology. Um, in the past, I've often gone for walks and I'd listen to some music. I love music. I enjoy music. Um, or I'd listen to an audio book. And of course, one of the things that I've realised, having read a blog that someone else had posted once uh, about being a consistent jogger and they used to run five miles every day and it was part of their meditation etc etc and then um, at someone's suggestion they tried uh, going for a run one day without plugging anything into their ears and this person found the run was absolutely transformed so I thought well that sounds like a good thing to do I love that so going for a walk now um, a big part of it is, for me, not connecting to anything and just being a lot more present with everything that is around. And, it, you know, it's amazing that we are so blessed. Um, those of us who live in Australia, with everything that's happening in the world at the moment, we are incredibly, incredibly fortunate in so many ways. But you and I <laughs> yeah, get to live... So we're walking down a country road, a dirt road, gravel road, whatever you want to call it. There is no traffic around. There are no other human beings. I can see a magpie sitting on top of a stack of hay bales. One of the local farmers has just um, finished baling up the hay in a paddock. Um, it's just an incredible time to be alive and there is so much growth around us. So I really do try and let go of all of the noise because there is a lot of noise going on at the moment. Mm. And, you know, if you're going to be outside, pay attention to what's in front of you, what's around you, rather than getting caught up in 
all of the other stuff. Yeah, and I have to say I agree with Graham. I when I go out in nature, I don't take my phone at all. I tend to take my journal if I'm going to take anything because sometimes I'll go for a walk just to sort through perhaps yeah you know, what's going on because we lead a fairly busy life. Sometimes it's just reflecting on, as Graham said, how wonderful and how grateful we are for the life that we have living on a, a farm. We, we always say we live on a farm in the middle of nowhere and truly our nearest neighbour is two kilometres away. So we see far more of nature than we see of people where we are. But you know what, you could do a nature walk even if you live in a big city. Just go to a park and you know, it's wonderful. One of the things I love to do when it's not snake season here is to take my shoes off and just put my feet on the ground. Grounding ourselves is such an important part of remembering that we are actually all, you know, we love nature. Even if you don't think you do, we all do. It's part of, I suppose, our internal DNA. One of the things I love to do too when we get a chance is to just sit under a tree. And we're walking past a big gum tree at the moment and there's a little willy wagtail sitting on a, a branch and it's so beautiful watching them chase um, animals. I did a post a couple of weeks ago about a kookaburra that had been hanging around and how our willy wagtails, they just got on at hunting that kookaburra away because they had a baby in their nest. And once it was gone, they just calmed back down and were their happy little selves again. We as humans tend to take, when something happens to us, we tend to take it forward with us for some time. So being out in nature is a really beautiful way of, again, coming back to the present, as Graham said, and just enjoying and remembering you know, who you are and what's really important for you. What are some other tips you've got about being out in nature, Graham, that can help people in terms of their thoughts being leaders, etc. I think the, the grounding thing is hugely important. And you know, it, it's easy for, well, it could be easy for people listening to the, the podcast to think, well, you, know, you are lucky you live in the middle of nowhere, you live on a farm. I don't. I live in the middle of a 20-storey uh, apartment complex in the middle of a busy city that's full of concrete and trucks and noise and cars and traffic. But as Danette said, finding, yeah, find a park, find a patch of grass and be brave enough to be weird enough to take your shoes and socks off and get barefoot and connect through the grass to Mother Earth and yeah, let go of the need to feel that people are not judging you and just connect with nature. If you, if you know of a tree nearby. I, I have a thing about trees. I, I jokingly say to people, you should hug a tree every opportunity you get. It's actually not a joke. But I, acknowledging that hugging a tree is maybe a step too far for many of us. What if you were just to sit near a tree and again disconnect from all of the technology and just pay attention to what you notice about the tree. But they are absolutely amazing creatures. 
if I can call them that. So we need to find, we need to create actually. The, the opportunities are already there, the time is already there. All of the time that we need to be able to disarm ourselves and reconnect with nature, the time's already there, we just need to take it. So even spending five or ten minutes in your day getting as close to nature as you can, getting as far away from technology as you can, and allowing yourself to daydream. I think daydreaming is something that as a skill, as an art, we've, we've lost it as adults. We've certainly been discouraged from doing that for a long time. Even at school, daydreaming was a bad thing to do. Today, I think daydreaming is something we should all become mm. Olympic level athletes at. Yeah, I had a, um, a student when um, the lockdown was happening here, and particularly they were living in an apartment in Melbourne, and they shared it. A technique they had so they couldn't really get outside so instead what they did is they did a, a nature walk via um, putting a, I think it's an app or something on their computer where they could walk and walk through forests etc yep. yep. and you know if you can't get out because maybe it is you know you are in lockdown because many parts of the world are then being able to you know see nature even if it is just on a screen, that's better than not at all. We know that having a picture of nature or looking out a window at nature can also help in terms of calming you down. And I really quite like that idea of, of you know, if you can't get out there, at least look at nature, even if it is on a screen. The best is to be in nature, but if you can't, then looking at it on a screen yeah, yeah, will help a, as well. That's a great point. Yeah. A great point. And I like the fact that he linked his exercise to something on the screen so that he still got his exercise in even though he couldn't get outside. Yeah, yeah. So even if you can't get out, there is still some hope. I think for me too, one of the things I love about nature, and I absolutely agree with Graham, sitting under trees, it's a ma magnificent thing to do. But one of the things I also love to do is to watch the sun come up and watch the sun go down. It's one of the reasons I reckon I sleep really well is that I set my body clock to the sun and there is something beautiful about, particularly in the evening, one of our rituals and I think creating rituals around um, the end of your day and the beginning of your day are really beautiful ways to bookend your day and, and one of mine in the morning is to watch the sun come up and just be grateful for the fact that I'm alive and get to watch it. In the afternoons, we tend to stop work and go and sit up in the eastern corner of our farm. And even though the sun sets in the west, what happens is it lights up all of the hills on the east for us. And so we sit there and we watch the sun go down and light up all the hills and then slowly watch that colour fade away and it is just beautiful and it certainly does help calm and as I said bookend our day so that there's a finish of the work and a relaxation before we go to bed. One of the things I also love for us is 
in this day and age, we still have an outhouse. We have an indoor toilet too, but we have an outhouse. One of the things I love to do at night is just walk up the back to the toilet. Now, why I like that is because we get to look at the beautiful stars because there's no lights around us. So looking at the stars, you could also be walking, you know, obviously safely at night, if at all possible. Now, there's a lot of benefits of nature. It certainly helps calm us, take away that stress and just get you back into your body so that you can work out what's going on in your mind. Because sometimes, as we talked about last week, our thoughts, they play tricks on us. They make us believe that we're either not good enough, that we've done something that's not quite right. What nature reminds us is perfection happens in the imperfection. You don't need to rush things. You know, one of the things Graham shared was that they've just cut and baled hay just across the paddock from us. You know, farmers don't stand there and plant stuff and then go, why aren't you fully grown? Why don't you know this? They know that nature happens at any time in its own time. And if you can hear that noise, there's cows in the next paddock running. It's They're pretty cute. They're doing their morning jog. They are doing their morning so keeping jog. keeping an eye on us because <laughs> we look suspicious too. <laughs> so I think remembering to, nature does remind us to slow down, that our growth, what's going on, will happen in its own time. We don't need to rush it. We just need to be present for it. So I would highly encourage you all to get out in nature, um, go for walks. That's all from me. Any other things that you've got, Graham? No, I, I think um, there are so many cliches you could offer to people, but if there were one thing that I genuinely believe can help all of us, not just right now, but for the next one, ten, fifty, a hundred years, it is to take opportunity. As I said, opportunity is always there. To take the opportunity to slow and sometimes to stop. Mm. You know, technology enables us to get things done much faster. The pace of change is picking up. The rate of uncertainty is picking up. We're expected to be able to work faster, get more done more quickly, respond immediately to things. So I think for all of us, just taking those opportunities to slow down, to stop, and just to be. Go back to being a human being rather than a human doing. Mm. The um, fog is starting to, uh, to lift, so we've got patches of blue sky. It's quite surreal. Yes, it is. The view. We will take some photos and we'll share them next to the podcast. Little hay bale statues in the fog. And the cows who've come to cows. look at us now. We're also sharing our environment at the moment with a, an impressive number of flies. <laughs> so if that's not normally an issue in your country, I'm happy to send some over to you if you'd like to experience them. So we wish you a truly magical day and a magical week.
Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Take care of yourselves. Until Bye. next time, be Bye. magical. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Magical Learning Podcast. This month, we had a couple of cool things that you can now check out on YouTube and maybe as a podcast later in the month. We've first of all just had our free webinar and the last one for the year, which was how to be a great leader. Beyond that, we've got a lot of new resources you can check out at our website, magicallearning.com. I hope you have a magical week.